Setting and somber, sad and somber, uh, football goonies, fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, Jason Seplick, the football goonie himself. Uh, back solo as my co host from last week uh, is currently at daycare. Uh, we are recording from a new setup for the day. Uh, we're in my guest bedroom studio. Uh, the wife is home, so we have, uh, she's here home doing her work on Wednesday, so we're, we're having to record away from her, essentially in the closet. Um, anyways, uh, as you can imagine, today we're gonna catch up on week two, which was just a brutal savaging uh, I mean, there's no other way to describe it. I don't know if I've ever seen a week so devastating for fantasy football injuries. So we're going to get into that. Uh, we're going to go through the matchups and hit the league news and notes for today. So without further ado, we're going to jump into the first segment, a uh, special one today, The Week in Memoriam. start off with the uh, one of the highest dynasty running back plays of the last year Saquon Barkley is out for the season with a torn ACL and then only to make matters worse for the running backs we also lost the other top running back in the league. In a lot of people's views, uh, a CMC to a high ankle sprain, and he will be missing the next probably four to six weeks. In other running back news, the... 49ers pretty much have fallen apart with the exception of Jarek McKinnon, which is very interesting as Tevin Coleman goes to IR and Raheem Mostert is going to miss at least a few weeks probably. I 
And then, as feared from my last episode, Philip Lindsay is in fact out for several weeks, so uh, that's entirely Melvin Gordon's backfield. Um, oddly enough, James Conner made it back, destroying Benny Snell's. And I'm sure there's a couple other running backs I'm totally forgetting because I'm not looking at a piece of paper. But I just wanted to mention off the top of my head, as I can't look at my list since I'm on... Now, in wide receiver news, Devontae Adams is probably going to miss a few weeks with a hamstring strain. Julio Jones is hurt. Pretty much everyone on earth is hurt. In fact, DJ Chark's now questionable to play this week. I uh, lost Cortland Sutton for the year to a torn up knee and maybe his whole career. Um, pretty much Sterling Shepard's turf toe. Uh, Chris was destroyed losing Drew Locke, the quarterback, for at least four to six weeks on top of the Christian McCaffrey thing. And at least he's finally getting Kenny Galladay back. So, I mean, pretty much to say it, Kittle being out too, it's just been hell on earth and I hope you survived last week so yeah uh, pretty much everything just went to shit on uh, injury-wise. It threw a lot of games into a complete just what's going on here. And uh, it was quite crazy. In fact, all my redrafts got destroyed by Saquon Barkley. Uh, Devontae Adams in one. Um, my depth is finally showing its character in dynasty because i am just losing pieces left and right although i understand a lot of you guys are also losing pieces just not in the quantity i am uh not necessarily importance sorry chris anyways um that's just a small recap there's plenty of missed um injuries i'm sure uh the big one or big news coming out was uh Devonta Freeman signed with the Giants, which I don't think it's going to be useful the first week, maybe even two weeks, but as he gets up to speed, he is going to be the best running back. So uh, come at me if you want to buy him in Dynasty. Uh, the price will only go up as he becomes acclimated to the offense. And uh, with that, let's just get into the week to review uh we're gonna start off with the new fantasy empire uh quite a eventful week we had a uh, we had some close calls or one close call two close calls i'm sorry two close calls uh it was quite impressive actually so uh we're, we're gonna start with the the blowouts because those are no surprise there uh, first up, we had SC Honkers defeating Popeye's Sailor Men. Uh, Brian, number two, taking out Mike. The, uh, the, um, sorry. Uh, the fact that Drew Brees is crap did not deter him from winning as, uh, Joe Mixon shat the bed. 
Gurley shot the bed. Uh, Lazard did not do much against Detroit. Mark Andrews got destroyed. Uh, pretty much it was just savage across the board. Uh, the only real standouts for him was Stafford played decent and like okay decent. And then DJ Moore had a decent game. Uh, and then Antonio Gibson got a touchdown. So hopefully we see a little more production out of him. Uh, the win was pretty much vaulted by the play of uh, Terry McLaren and Mike Gusecki. Those were the real standouts. And then uh, Dalvin Cook had a decent game. So congrats on Brian getting his first win in the season and Mike slipping to 0-2. Uh, next up, one that was a real outside chance of coming back, which didn't happen, but it was the third closest game of the week. Um, that would be Team Texas Bear versus my number one likes number two. Uh, so Chase came in for the win here over Tyler, uh, vaulted by that huge game of Cam Newton. Uh, so initially, I'm only watching box scores, obviously, because I'm not watching football this year. But um, Cam Newton looked like he was just being the normal himself until the second half, and then he really exploded. Uh, and then on top of that, it's uh, kind of an empty win, but McCaffrey did get 22.8 points before going out. Uh, he had bounce backs from OBJ, uh, John Brown, who I think was questionable a little bit. Edelman had a big game uh, that had to do with Cam Newton. And then Brandon Cooks, interestingly enough. Uh, on the flip side, a strong performance from Kamara really couldn't make up for the zero from Gronk, the uh, uninspiring Adam Thielen game, and Josh Jacobs getting stymied. I mean, uh, DK Metcalf gave a good go. Uh, Hopkins had an okay game. Rodgers had an okay game. Good games, not great, uh, but it just wasn't enough as the final score of 149.88 to 118.5. It was basically a Hail Mary that Jacobs and Kamara put up like a 70 point combined total to give him a shot. Anything's possible, but we kind of expected it going into Monday night game. So congrats on Chase getting his first win and giving Tyler his first loss. Next up, we had Team Groovy Drew versus Team Silverados. So uh, big win for Drew after suffering a defeat at my hands last week. Uh, winning 141-8-2 to 112-8-2. Uh, big win. That was vaulted pretty much by Russell Wilson was the big one. But Chubb had a huge game. Eckler bounced back. And uh, Mr. Uh, Deontay Johnson had a big game on uh, 13 targets. So we'll continue to see him just gobble up the targets. Uh Basically, Tim Silverados uh, tried to do his best with Matt Ryan having a huge game, but it still wasn't enough to keep up with Russell Wilson. Uh, Mark Cooper had another okay game. Tyreek had a good game, finally. Uh, I mean, it's only week two, but uh, the big story was Derrick Henry not doing much against Jacksonville, which was kind of surprising, and Cam Akers sucking and getting hurt. Uh, on top of that, he lost Cortland Sutton this week. So, I mean... It's just a rough go for uh, for Justin this year, starting off. So he started at 0-2, and Drew jumped up to 1-1. One one. Uh, next up, we had Team Brodsky versus Finkel is Einhorn. Uh, Brodsky going undefeated. Also, 
um, with or going undefeated, not also. He's the first one we talked about with a score 142.88 to 113.36, taking on Dan. Uh, that was vaulted by a massive game from uh, Josh Allen. Uh, good games from his running back uh, trio of Connor. Uh, Edwards Hilaire was kind of mundane, and Sanders had a pretty good game. And then, of course, Darren Waller had that massive, massive game. Uh, the win, though, is marred by Julio Jones being hurt, uh, Juju kind of disappearing a little bit, and uh, Zach Moss, I believe, is actually hurt now, too, or he, at least he's not practicing today. Um, I mean, Dan couldn't keep up after Lamar Jackson came back down to earth, even though Montgomery had a good game. Uh, Dobbins came down to earth. And uh, the big surprise was uh, Robinson against the Giants was a massive letdown. And then I think we expected a little more more out of Hollywood Brown against Houston's crummy defense. So that was uh, a little bit of a disappointment for him, I'm sure. Uh, he would have liked to have Tyler Boyd in also, but, I mean, either way, he couldn't have expected to win. So uh, it does, like I said, come with the the one caveat that Julio is a little bit questionable going forward this season. Maybe we see another injured, marred uh, season from him like the seasons of old. So um, the final two games are the very exciting ones. So we'll get to uh, Team Chris 1914 versus Los Poyos Hermanos. Now, going into the Monday night game, I believe that Gil only needed, uh, I believe, what was it, three points? Uh, let me see. Oh, something happened. I thought Gil won this game. What in the world? Okay. So, uh, Gill needed several points. I think he only needed two points from Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, he ended up getting 2.3, but it looks like either Miller... I mean, Miller didn't do anything, but uh, Chris ended up with the win for 126.68 versus the 125.3 of Gill. Uh, this had to be a stat correction. I'm interested in looking this up. I'll check it in a little later in the show. Or after we get through these uh, these reviews. But, uh, man, what a closely contested game. Uh, Carson Wentz shot the bed while Dak Prescott was phenomenal. but And uh, it didn't really matter. A uh, big part of that was Naheem Hines shitting the bed at .9 points. Daniel Sanders at 2.3 points. And Anthony Miller at 0 points. Um, now, this was kind of... A shocking one, considering Sammy Watkins did terrible, Ertz did not do well, Coleman was hurt. But man, did he get a big game out of Higby in the flex as the second tight end on his team. And Diggs had a massive game, Fournette had a massive game, and Elliott had a good game. So uh, at the end of the day, it was enough to edge out the win, even though he didn't play Kyler Murray. Uh, The only knocks on the teams injury-wise is Michael Thomas continues to be out. That was a huge loss. Uh, Jalen Rager uh, is injured now. I don't know how serious. I believe it is a torn ligament in his hand, one of his hands. And then uh, on the other side, Kenny Galladay, Chris Godwin weren't in for those games, but they seem to be recovered. And although on the bench, Daryl Henderson had a big one, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. So uh, congrats to Chris. I was mistaken 
thinking I had seen uh, Gil win that game. So, man, uh, good win. And then, finally, uh, the game of the week, me and my arch nemesis, Axel. Uh, the FF Emperor versus Unjur in France. Um, I think the big one was me not switching off Tom Brady made this a real close one. Uh, I was planning on it, and I don't know why I just stuck with it, and I did, and that really tightened it up. And going into the final day, I think I was down something like three points with Jared Cook versus Latavius Murray. And uh, lucky for me, Latavius... Murray scored four points less than Jared Cook, vaulted me to a less than one point win. Uh, we both underperformed me a little more, so that was quite exciting. Uh, he tried what he could with Pat Mahomes. Uh, Raheem Mostert uh, still got that massive touchdown. I don't know what the deal is, but uh, he is hurt, but he did contribute. Uh, Taylor had a good game. Uh, Ridley continues to be super dominant with... Julio on the field, but injured, uh, drawing attention, so maybe he'll start getting more attention. Uh, those were only the only notable uh, four on Axel's team. The big thing that really gave him the uh, ability to win, potentially, was the in- the combined injuries of me losing Saquon Barkley for the year and Devontae Adams going down pretty early. That was brutal, but uh, luckily my... A uh, smart move of playing C.D. Lamb over Jarek McKinnon uh, actually, I think, sealed my win because they had a .8 point difference, and I won by .8 points, so that would have been a tie. Wow, uh, good call on me for C.D. Lamb. Uh, Tyler Lockett had a good game, but the big story was, of course, Aaron Jones with the loss of Devontae Adams, or at least his injury. He just eight and eight and eight and ended up having a combined 236 yards and three touchdowns so you gotta love that and congratulations for me moving to two and oh and axel dropping to one and one leaving uh me brian brodsky and chris as the undefeated teams going into week three so congrats to us for that boys so uh with that uh, good luck in week three. We'll have the preview for that uh, tomorrow with potentially a special guest. I don't know. We're working out the details, seeing what we can do. And next up, we're going to go to the ATL Dynasty. So some cleanup here. Uh, we're going to start with... Uh, some very interesting things that happened, i.e. the trade apocalypse that just made zero sense. Um, I told you I'd get to it, so we're going to get into that now. Uh, starting off the interesting one, uh, let's, let's start off actually with a not trade, but... Someone managed to mess up and not take his practice squad poach off the uh, off the practice squad, and our very own uh, GA dogs for life, Mike, who is tanking, um, lost out on a future quarterback potentially to uh, Dan to Krieger's fifteen. And uh, Jacob Eason is no longer a part of his team. 
What? <laughs> what an idiot! Oh, what a loser! Good, good. More for me and you. So uh, make sure to keep up on your practice squad, people. Otherwise, you may end up like uh, Georgia Dogs for life. Uh, next up, we had uh, several trades from the resident sad sack in our league, Axel Tricot. Um I never know if I'm saying it right. Axel, let me know if I'm screwing it up a little bit. Uh, kind of like you screwed up some of these trades. So let's uh, go through. We had a, a trifecta, and he definitely did not hit uh, for the win on the ponies. The uh, the first one was Axel sent newly drafted first-round quarterback Justin Herbert to the Texas Bears, Tyler's team, uh, for a 22 first-round pick. So, to be clear, he sent a, I, th- I believe, the number six pick from 2020 in our rookie draft. Justin Herbert who hadn't played a game yet, but was going to eventually be the starting quarterback of the Los Angeles Chargers with a plethora of good weapons and a good defense when healthy for a first-round pick two years from now. For a team that, although is going to be hurting this year without Saquon Barkley, has some strong younger pieces and middle-aged pieces, but uh, in all likelihood is going to have a worse draft pick in 22 than they have in 21. Are you stupid or something? But it's all right. He's not going to be the quarterback as long as Tyrod Taylor is help. What's that? Oh, uh, apparently he played Sunday and did a pretty good job. Almost beat the Chiefs. Was, But they said he's going to be... Really? Uh, and apparently the previous double DUI slash uh, investigated doctor for the Los Angeles Chargers uh, punctured and collapsed Tyrod Taylor's lung... So, Justin Herbert's indefinitely the quarterback until he's healthy, and chances are if he plays even halfway decent, he's going to be the court, the starting quarterback forever. Okay, so, uh, good job. And then uh, Axel followed that up uh, with a uh, the same position swap trade uh, I'm not a real fan of these, uh, especially in this circumstance. Uh, I understand if you have like uh, a rookie or something versus a veteran, and it's a rebuilding team versus a. Oh, unfortunately, the AC kicked on and it blows hard here. So uh, sorry for the background noise. Anyways, uh, for a team that is ready to win now, uh, Axel is a rebuilder. Uh, he was strong at tight end, uh, sort of. Evan Ingram's kind of an enigma. Uh, great rookie season, and then just been injured since. Hasn't done anything this year. Uh, and he took the shot on Johnny Smith, who has only done it for a quarter of a season last year and one game this year uh, prior to this trade. 
So uh, that was a big win uh, for him. Uh, I think Chris kind of expected maybe Evan to get back into the swing of things. But as of right now, it looks like Axel got the better tight end going forward this season. And he uh, got the more youthful tight end on top of that. Uh, the one caveat is he's a low-volume tight end, so it's going to probably be a little more up and down unless Tannehill keeps up these great numbers. Uh, I, although I think he did have a higher volume this week than uh, most weeks. Uh, so that was a pretty good trade on Axel's part. Uh, Chris taking the shot, and I mean, we'll see how it pans out. I, I do like the Johnny one. I know Chris is uh, playing with a little found. I used to own Johnny, and dumped him on the waiver uh back when we had shorter benches and that's when chris got him so uh not not a ton of loss and who knows maybe evan ingram will pan out but uh that was uh not a bad trade by axel on that end you know lloyd just when i think you couldn't possibly be any dumber you go and do something like this and totally redeem yourself! <laughs> so, that was a good job by Axel. Um, so, you could probably think he, he's got this figured out, right? Uh, after years of destroying his post-startup draft team, uh, he, he, he had a good team coming out of the, the startup draft, and then he proceeded to destroy it in a year and a half um to what it is now basically i think he was a playoff contender and ended up with the first pick and then that year and then last year even worse uh so but i mean he's got it figured out right guys what's that uh apparently he doesn't have it figured out so i've been told that he had a third trade um so after Sunday's games, 17 hours ago now, he traded for Benny Snell. Snail. So, he sent a 21 first. Now, mind you, a late first. It's uh, Schultz's first. I mean, sorry, second. Second, sorry. 21 second. Schultz's second for Benny Snell who was a, I believe, a fourth-round rookie pick in our draft, uh, rookie draft. Uh, he was a, like, a sixth-round pick, I think, out of Utah uh, for the Steelers. He had that one massive game, and then they're like, oh, he's going to steal starting touches from James Conner, even when Conner's healthy. Well, it turns out Conner ended up being healthy for this week. Uh, didn't miss any time after exiting the Giants game. And Benny Snell proceeded to run three times for five yards, which is a yards per carry of 1.7. He had one target for one reception for negative four yards, which is a yards per catch of negative four yards. So he averaged on four touches one yard, which if you're with me on the math, and I know Axel is because he is a rocket scientist, um, which is even more hilarious. Um, that is uh, an average of 0.25 yards per touch. Uh, on top of that, he had a fumble, 
and ended up with negative 1.4, where his teammate, James Conner, ended up going 16 for 106, which is a tick of 6.6, a touchdown, and two on two for 15. Um, so basically, in one week, totally destroyed any narrative of Snell doing anything, especially since they drafted much higher a replacement for Connor, or at least part of a replacement for Connor. Um, I'm not sure what prompted the belief that Benny Snell was worth a second-round pick in 21, but uh, there you have it. Uh, what, what, what more do you want me to say? Did you eat a lot of paint chips when you were a kid? <laughs> Why? Uh, so that rounds out the Dynasty news, other than the um, fact that IRs are starting to fill up. Uh, mine is overfilled. I believe there's another team or two that has more IRs than spots available for it. And then on top of that, um, there was a big free agent pickup. Um, I was actually surprised that I, I ended up with Tim Patrick. Um I shouldn't have spent any money, obviously. I spent $10 fab on him, but uh, him being the uh, number two, one, two receiver now with uh, Sutton out for the year. Uh, there was a consequential uh, pickup, though, and that was Dre uh, Jeff Driscoll. Uh, he's going to be quarterback for anywhere from two to six weeks for the Denver Broncos, and he went for a small amount, $11. I was really surprised. Uh, these free agents don't pop up a ton in Dynasty. And I know he's just a rental, but to uh, pick up a quarterback, at the very least keep him away from other teams, is a pretty impressive thing in season. Uh, so congrats to uh, Mr. Greenwood's uh, pickup of $11 for Jeff Driscoll, future starting quarterback in week three of the Denver Broncos. Um, so that rounds out the news, and we're going to get into week Two's review for the Dynasty League. Uh, this one was a another just barn burner on most ends. There wasn't really many close games. It came down to uh, one, one and sort of one, uh, one and a half close games this week. So uh, we're gonna start off with the closest game which was the matchup between Team Chris1914 and the Untouchables. Uh, the Untouchables were looking rough, and Chris was looking pretty strong. But uh, as we said, Drew Locke went out injured uh, with negative 1.2 points. Uh, Christian McCaffrey gave him a good game, but went to IR. Um, Julio Jones injured, only put up 3.4. Uh, the newly traded for Evan Ingram put up a good game of 9.5, or a decent game, but not nearly as much as the Johnny Smith number one tight end in the league right now. And then Mike Williams disappointed, Lazard disappointed, and they ended up, Chris ended up losing to the Untouchables, uh, 101.68 to 116.3. Um, this was, aside from Garopp oh, Garoppolo's another one who's injured, not going to be playing, um, Philip Rivers, terrible game, but uh, this was really one on the back of running backs and tight ends. Uh, really not that impressive, other than Tyler Higby. The only good games were Chris Carson and Austin Eckler with a decent game out of Mark Ingram. 
Uh, Low-scoring game. Did not qualify for the Aniston points. Uh, that brought each team to 1-3. and 1-3. Next up, we had Team Axel Tricod, which I am officially renaming Team Rocket Scientist, uh, versus Look What You Made Me Draft, Mr. Schultz. Um, Axel gave it his old college try, but failed to reach 100 points. While I believe this is the second week in a row, uh, Mr. Schultz got the top score, or if not one of the top scores last week. I can't remember. Uh, Kyler Murray had a good game for Axel. Burrow had a good game. McKinnon had a good game. And then pretty much the rest of his team did not, especially since he did not play Johnny Smith. Um, After that, on the other side, he had Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, both having strong games, especially Wilson. Uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley, and CeeDee Lamb all had great games. Um, I mean, what more can you say? The only real bad game was his high-end tight end, uh, Mark Andrews. So, a solid win for Look What You Made Me Draft, who got not only the, the win, but the Aniston points. Uh, next up, we had Zeke and Destroy versus GA Dogs for Life, which is uh, funny. There was a poop emoji for his sleeper emoji guy thing, and then Toilet Paper Panda was <laughs> opposing. So, uh, good around. Uh, Mike uh, just has a dumpster fire of a team, almost assuredly the number one pick, just because of the weakness of quarterbacks and running backs. So, even though he has some uh, decent... Uh, oh, wow. So he had Benny Snell in. That's the funniest part. He had him in his lineup and then somehow traded him to Axel after a negative 1.4. It just baffles the mind. Uh, Anyways, Lamar Jackson was mundane. Aaron Rodgers was mundane in this scoring system. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott had a decent game. Tyreek Hill had a decent game. And Travis Kelsey and OBJ. Uh, Slayton came back down to earth. Uh, Hilton did not do well, even though Paris Campbell, another one to IR, I believe done for the season, uh, did not do much of anything, and Gurley just stunk it up. So, I mean, this one's pretty self-explanatory, not much to say here. So, uh, the only thing I will say is Zeke and Destroy did win, but failed to get the Aniston points as well. Dropping his total record to three and one, while uh, George Dogs for Life went to zero and four. And to recap, uh, the last uh, game was uh, Mr. Schultz went to four and zero undefeated, and Team Rocket Scientist is zero and four as well. Next up, we're going to go to Jones and for some TDs versus Fantasy Football Team. Uh, this one looked like it was going to be close for a while, and then uh, the fantasy football team just exploded all over the place. Uh, that was on the back of the QB play, and Nick Chubb were the really big standouts, and then, of course, uh, Darren Waller. Uh, he lost Mostert. I don't think he was super relying on Mostert for the season, uh, since he does have quite a few receiver flexes, but that's a minimal loss for... Uh, Clay, 
But as I said, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, huge games. Nick Chubb, huge game. Uh, Mixon's been disappointing, and I know he's getting frustrated with Geo, so that'll be interesting. Uh, Allen Robinson was terrible. I thought he'd have a bounce back after uh, being so pissy with his team and deleting everything and throwing a uh, hissy fit, but it didn't work out that way. On the opposite side, uh, so, oh, sorry. The final score was 179.1 to 132.34. Clay for the win over Jones and TDs. Uh, On the Mr. Greenwood side, Tannehill had a good game. Brady was terrible. Henry was terrible. Drake was eh. Uh, Adams is hurt. Sanders sucks. Goddard came back down to earth. Aaron Jones was huge. So having a 43-point running back just couldn't put it together anyways. Uh, He did qualify, though, for the Aniston point over... um, Mr. Uh, Krieger, so he did get one point out of the deal, and both teams advanced to 3-1. and one. And then, of course, for your game of the week, yours truly, the FF Goonie, the fantasy football Goonie, versus El Oso Fuego, my buddy Tyler. So, uh, this one was a little closer than expected going into the Monday night game, but uh, as expected, the Monday night game with the uh, the highly earned points of Alvin Kamara on my team. Just really did well. Uh, great performance from Dak Prescott. My pick for the number one QB this year. Uh, he's had a little stumble in week one, but he's showing his real colors. Uh, this week with those three amazing receiver weapons and then Dalton Schultz picking it up. Uh, Big Ben had an okay game. I kind of expected it. Uh, Denver's got a lot of injuries on defense, but they still get good pressure. Uh, Kamara had a huge game. Clive Edwards Hilaire had a bad one. Uh, the one that really frustrated me was AJ Green. I didn't want to play AJ Green at all uh, against Cleveland and Ward, but the problem was I was sitting on a questionable Amari Cooper. I knew he was going to play, but uh, Sutton, uh, too many question marks, and I couldn't risk it, so I had to take the shot on Thursday night and not come into Sunday having almost no receivers to start. So uh, that was my one real bad misstep. I obviously could have played Deontay Johnson, who was also questionable going into the game, who had a much better game. Um, And then I didn't use my shiny new toy in Hayden Hurst, but I still got 11.3 out of Henry, so I can't be upset there. Uh, I ended up winning 152.94 to 136.08 on the other side of Oso Fuego after getting his new shiny toy, who he didn't start but he could have, um, lost his major shiny toy in Saquon Barkley. Uh, not that he really had much of a chance, Saquon playing Chicago, to make up the 36-point difference, or over 36-point difference. Uh, but that is a huge loss, and it actually kind of vaults him into probably sheltering in place for this season, trying to get a better pick, or hoping for a better pick, and building towards next year or the year after. He's kind of in this flux where he's got some older players, some younger players, so uh, he's really got to decide what to do. Uh, other than that, I was a little surprised Trubisky had a bad game. I thought he would do all right against the Giants. I guess their defense is playing a little better. Uh, on the other end, I was surprised that Melvin Gordon had as good a game as he did against Pittsburgh. Uh, Tyler Boyd on Thursday night, that really upset me, and it made me a little worried at first. Uh, and then Kareem Hunt really made it interesting for a little bit, but by Sunday night, I was already uh, feeling pretty good, 
having Josh Jacobs and Kamara going into it against Jared Cook. Uh, so, no real standouts other than, uh, of course, Justin Herbert doing 22.24 on Tyler's team. Now that he can use him willy-nilly instead of Mitch Trubisky, I think that's going to be a good compliment. He's going to be a high upside compliment to uh, Josh Allen. We'll see if they both last very long in the league, but uh, here's hoping for you, buddy. And with that, I moved to 4-0, and and Tyler ended up with the Aniston point uh, and moving to 1-3. and So congratulations, getting on the board for the first time this season and not being a flaming dumpster fire like Axel and Mike. So uh, with that, that is the review of Week 2. Uh, tomorrow we're going to try to get a guest, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to. I'm going to work on it. And we're going to come to you with the week three preview. So thanks for stopping by, listening. Uh, sorry if the experience was a little different in this new setup. It's a lot quieter in here. And I don't have a proper desk or anything, so I'm actually separated from my mic a little bit. Uh, but we got through it, so thanks for stopping by. And remember, as always, goodies never say die. That's all, folks.